0: This is one we've been we've been chewing on the last two weeks, I know. Um, talking about entering God's rest. How many of y'all know that this statement that I'm about to make, which you've heard and I undoubtedly have probably repeated it over and over again or have heard it said all the time, though, and, and, it, and because you say something over and over again does not necessarily mean that that's true. Right? How many of y'all... How many just because somebody says something over and over again doesn't mean that it's true? How many, you know, you can repeat a lie long enough, you'll start fooling yourself into thinking that it it's true. I ain't fat. I'm not overweight. I, I'm not overweight. I could tell myself that, but you know, if I got on the scales and according to those medical charts, I would promise you that I would probably not fit the normal for what my my weight should be for my height and age, all right? I'm a little, I got some big bone that's to me. <laughs> so, so the chart don't necessarily fit me, you know? But I could tell myself that, I, that, that I'm at the optimal weight, but I'm not at the optimal weight. I'm not, the, I'm not you know, y- y'all get my drift. You can start saying stuff over and over again and you start believing that. Um, and, uh, but but I, how many of y'all ever heard if God's got it for you, it's yours. You're going to get it. I mean, basically, we, we say if, if the Lord wants you to have it, you're going to, you're going to have it. Y'all heard that before? How many of you know that's not true? That is absolutely not true. As a matter of fact, this scripture text will let us know that if the Lord wants it for you, has prepared it for you, that you're going to get it. It's yours. You can have it. It's yours, but you understand. That doesn't mean you're going to have it. Correct? Can I go to Hebrews, the fourth chapter, and prove it to you? In case you're from Missouri, the show me state, y'all know this passage, Hebrews, the fourth chapter, and I'm not sure uh, verse, uh, you may have to use your, your Bibles today, verse number, chapter four, verse number one. Let's look at it. Text says, God's promises of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. All right, let's read for this, for this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them, but it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. Well, back up and watch this. There were some who listened to God, but then obviously there were some who didn't listen to God. Can we keep moving? For only we who believe can enter his rest. As for others, God said, in my anger I took an oath, they will never enter my place of rest. Even though this rest has been made ready since he made the world. Keep reading, let's go. We know it is ready because of the place in scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in the other passage, God said, they will never enter my place of rest, six and seven. So God's, watch this, so God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter because what? So now what this tells me is the the rest is there. The rest was available to them. God prepared it for them. But some failed to get what God says is already yours. Y'all hear me repeat it time and time again. Constant review is the student's glue. Every place that your foot treads upon in the land of promise, in the land of Canaan, God says, I've already given it to you. Go in and possess it. It's yours. But an entire generation failed to enter that rest that was prepared for them. So God had it for them, but they never entered it. They never never took hold of it. They never never possessed it, an entire generation. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. Verse 7, let's read, guys. So God set another time for entering his rest and that time is today. Context for the past scripture as we've been studying the book of Hebrews, right? We know that here he's talking to a group of people who were Messianic Jews, those who came out of Judaism and accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior and now were experiencing persecution from their family members, from the temple, from all those even the high priest who had the to throw, throw them in jail they were now facing persecution and now what he says is that those folks didn't enter that rest because they disobeyed God but God's rest still is available even for you today. Are y'all still tracking with me there? So God said another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this to David much later in the words already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Now, watch this. Some of y'all are sitting here listening to me, and you probably said, Brother Pastor, you know what? Man, if I was back then, and God had parted the Red Sea, if I had saw God turn the river to blood, uh, if I had saw God uh, uh, take Moses' staff, and he threw it on the ground, and turned into a snake, man, I I certainly would have believed. If I had saw... All of the plagues that came upon Egypt as a way to 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 get Pharaoh to let God's people go. There's no way in Hades I wouldn't believe. Well, let me tell you something. God has done a lot of things in our lives, and we we can look back over our lives and seek the hand of God moving our life, and yet and still we'll face a situation, face an incident, and then doubt the validity of God's word. I. I, I Pastor, I don't, I don't know how I'm going I, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. I, I can't get peace about this. And, and, and I'm worried, God. Pastor, how do... I, I can't help but the word you are worried of you in this situation too. Listen, what I've learned is is to obey what the Word of God says. Go with me real quickly. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm jumping a little bit, but I got to put this out there to you because, see, we don't really know that we don't believe this until we are challenged to believe it and to do what the Word of God says. Every man proclaims his own goodness but a faithful man who can find a man who's faithful to the word of God, a man or woman who will do the word of God, regardless of what they feel and what they've been told and what they think. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse number four. And let's look at verses six and seven. All right. Those guys, either God's word is true or it's not. And if it's true. I got to make sure. That I'm following it even when <laughs> I don't quite feel it. What's the adage I tell each one of y'all all the time? Be obedient and let your feelings catch up to your obedience. Are y'all tracking with me? Since when did you start going to work when you just felt like it? Right, watch this, watch this. <laughs> and and, and you, you, some of y'all been on the job 30, 40 years, and, and there are times, if you were to raise your hand, that you didn't feel like going, and you didn't have a vacation time scheduled. And some of y'all were dishonorable to the Lord. <coughs> 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 I'm, 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 not, I'm not coming in today. I'm not feeling too good. And you out at the mall. Everybody say, Lord, forgive me. That's a lie. And you told it because you didn't feel like going or you had something else planned. But watch this. Again, we don't necessarily, again, be obedient let your feelings get you up. My point is this. We don't necessarily know that we're in a place until we are faced with the Word of God and have to be obedient to the Word of God. Then the Word of God, as the Bible said, shows us, makes us realize what's right. Teaches us what's right, makes us realize what's wrong in our life. And until you're confronted with the Word and have to do it, you think you're okay. You think everything is good. You're in self-deception. We are are very uh, 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 prone to deceiving our own selves. Watch what the word of God says. Can, can we read out loud on purpose? This is Bible. This is Paul talking to the church at Philippi, saints in Philippi. And he says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Now watch this. So if it says don't worry about anything, if I find myself in a state of worry, would I be in disobedience to God's word? I need an answer from y'all today. Absolutely, because if it says don't worry about anything, that means Nate, I have the capacity within me to not worry about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See, guys, I'm telling you, I'm at a point in my life where the word of God is, is, is going to reign supreme in my life and it, it, it should be in your life. And, and, and if I find myself not 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 measuring up, I shouldn't try to excuse the word of God. I should try to line up with the word of God. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. All right. So so in the midst of my praying, in the midst of my seeking the Lord, as I pray, I should believe that I receive while I'm praying. And I should be thanking God for the answer, even though I don't see the answer. Because God is a God who brings things into manifestation in the earth realm, out of the spirit realm. But he's he's, he's waiting for us to stand in faith and trust him. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Verse number seven. Watch this. Let's read. Then you would experience. Oh, wait. Then means that. God's peace is predicated on us not worrying about anything, but praying about everything, telling him what we need, and thanking him for all that He's done. Amen. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your what your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ. So we see in the text for. He'll guard, his peace will do what? Guard your hearts and your mind. He'll guard your hearts and your mind. How many of y'all know your heart and your mind need to be guarded against worry? Your heart and your mind need to be guarded against the sin of worry because the enemy specializes in trying to get you to worry because he understands and knows that if you're in a state of worry, you can't be operating in a state of faith. Faith and worry cannot coexist in the same heart. One or the other is going to dominate. Are y'all with me today? So God is trying to get us to a place to enter his rest because he he gave us that rest for us to operate and to live in. Are y'all tracking with me? He wanted us to live in. He he wanted the children of Israel to have it and the things that happened to them were written, the Bible says, for our admonition and for our instruction. It it, it would be the same as if, if we took your life and wrote a biography of your life. How many of y'all got some stories of faith uh, that, 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 would, that, would, that would make people just stand up and take notice and be ready to run through the brick wall? How many of y'all got some, some, some uh, I heard you sharing about your, your, your deliverance from cancer. I, I heard my wife share all the time about her deliverance from cancer. And, and, and I've heard others who have had sickness in their body and God healed and allowed them to be whole now. I, I've heard some of y'all give uh, testimonies about God's. Uh, a breakthrough in your financial arena, and how he—you were broken and broke, and and, and you know your your, your your pockets only had fur coming out of you. <laughs> Anybody ever been there where, where 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 things were tighter than Dick's hat band? Y'all remember that? That's an old reference now. You got to have a brim with a, with a band around it. That band, that band is tight on the it. head. See, it, when it's tight on you, but then, then God came through and made a way out of no way. God came through, and now you're walking in surplus. So we want to write your story if you were willing to tell it. Some of, some of us are willing to tell our story. And let God use your story to motivate others. But, but these things are written for our admonition and for our instruction and for our exhortation. So be willing to let the Lord use your story, okay? So when we look back over your life, can you see some times where God's hand was moving in your life? Can you see some times? Can you testify to the fact that, listen, pastor, I was worried. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I, I, I stood still. I said, God, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to, I'm going to see what you say and I'm going to go off of what you say and not what I think and not what I feel. That's the essence of faith. Now, get, go, go, to, go, go, if you will, to Mark 11 chapter. Here's where we left off. I told you about Jesus. Uh, in this Mark the chapter, uh, if you will, uh, verses 12 through 14. Come on, hurry, hurry, hurry. Mark 11 chapter, verses 12 through 14. Story in this book is we, we know that Jesus and his disciples, they ministered quite often in Jerusalem, but they were not staying in Jerusalem. They were staying in the city of Bethany. And on their way down from up in Bethany down to Jerusalem to minister, they were they would pass through a town called Bethsaida. And along that pathway, there were a lot of fig trees. All right? And and so we see here that, and, and, and obviously, if you're walking past a thick tree or an apple tree, you're going to probably do like I would do. On my way to work in the morning, I would try to pull me some figs or pull me some apples or pull me some pears. Can I get a witness? How many of y'all would pull it even if it wasn't on your property? If it was... How many of y'all ever snuck into your neighbor's yard, come on, and pull a pear from the pear tree? All right, so, so anyhow, they're walking along the pathway, and they see this fig tree. The Bible says the next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Text says this, he noticed the fig tree in, in full leaf a little way off, so he went over to see if it could find, if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for the fruit. Text says this, then Jesus said to the tree, now watch, may no, no, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. The disciples what? They heard him speaking to a tree. I told you on last week, they heard him doing what? Speaking to a tree, but nobody said anything. Nobody said, man, is Jesus going crazy? Why in the world is he talking to this tree? Nobody said a thing, right? All right, keep moving. Uh, If you will, uh, verse, verse let's go to uh, skip, skip down to verse number 20 with him right quick. So no he, he spoke to it and, and 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 nobody said a word, right? Let's keep reading. It says the next morning as they passed by the fig tree, he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Right? Next verse. Let's read. Peter, remember Peter Peter. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the very previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed was, has withered and what? Died. All right? Next verse. Let's read. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I told you on last week, that's an odd statement to say after, after Peter reminded Jesus of what has happened or said, look, the, the, the tree you cursed died." die. He said, have faith in God. Keep reading 23 and 24. Let's read. It says, I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt where, in your heart. Verse 24, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. Have faith in God. All right, let's co- so, so that's where we left off. So again, Jesus' response to Peter was have faith in God. I told you that uh, faith is the substance of things hope for, the evidence of things that is what? Not seen. The little Greek of Jesus' response is this have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. Now, what, 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 he's, what he's trying to get them to realize, even as he gives this dramatic illustration, is that, that, that we, we are designed, I told you last week, to operate like our Creator. If we are made in his image and in his likeness, God is spirit. Therefore, we are, if we're in this image as likeness, we are also spirit. I told you, we are three-part beings, spirit, soul, and body. We're first and foremost spirit being. We have a soul, and we live in a body, right? If I say spirit, soul, body. Spirit, soul. Say it again, say spirit, soul, body. Spirit, soul, body. So, so, if God is a spirit, and, and, and we were made in his image and likeness, then we, are, we have spirit in us also. Now, if we're made in his image, in his likeness, then God also would, would would have us as a born-again believer to operate and to walk like him. Now, we're not God, but we are made in his image, in his likeness. And just like your children act like you, whether you realize it or not, we ought to act like our father. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Can we keep moving? So, 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 but, it's, but. But I told you last week, faith is the bridge, okay? Faith is the bridge between God and man, between the spiritual and the natural, and it is a product of God. Because God gave, as the Bible says, he's dealt to every man the measure of faith. So every person in here has, if you're a born-again believer, were gave the same measure, God has dealt to every man not a measure of faith. If it said a measure of faith, that means that we could have different measures. But it says the measure of faith. So once I accept Christ as my born as, as, a sa- as my Lord and Savior, the, 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 the measure of faith is implanted in me. Now, what I got to do as a born-again believer, if I'm going to walk with God, if I'm going to be a, a, a person of faith, if I'm going to enter God's rest, I've got to learn how... to to move in the measure and allow the measure of faith to increase from the standpoint of, of, of being a lifestyle for me. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. The person who comes to God has to believe that God is, and that God is what? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now guys, hear me carefully. The Bible is an instruction book for operating in the spirit realm. You cannot take the Bible and try to read it like an ordinary textbook. It's not, listen, you, you, can, you can have a doctorate, a PhD, whatever you want to have, but you can still be confused and throw it off when you don't approach the scripture from a spiritual perspective. Are y'all with me today? That's why the world can't understand it. The world keeps trying to understand why we teach what we teach and, and why we stand on things that we stand on, they can't understand that because they're trying to take the cultural influences and the cultural nuances and make them a part of God's word and it does not fit. Can I get a witness? Now, a person who's not born again, who hasn't been renewed in their spirit can't understand the things of God. Look, look, look with me, go, go, go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 with me right quick and verse number 18. So every believer starts with the same level of faith. We've all been given the like precious faith, the measure of faith. When we were born again. Let's see if we can go to First Corinthians chapter number 1. And let's look at verse number 18. It says, it says, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is what? The message of the cross is the very power of God. Now I said that, we, we said on last week, we said that we have to get the faith from the inside to the outside. And I share with you, I begin to share with you that there, go to Romans, the fifth chapter right quick, Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. Let's go to the KJV, Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. I, I mentioned last week uh, guy wires, okay, guy wires. And I don't know if, Jay, if you were able to get that, but if you can pop that up, I, I, I took the liberty of, of, of finding some pictures of guy wires. How many of y'all ever saw an electric pole and you have these wires running down from them, Okay. Uh, If we can get another, watch, this is another type of pole, probably a cell tower. But those wires there are are there to stabilize that pole. Are y'all with me? Now, here's what you got to understand. What Satan tries to do is to mess with the stabilizing forces of your faith. Okay? So since God has dealt to you, every man, the measure of faith... And, and, and Satan can't get into your spirit, man, but he can deal with these guy wires. Look, look at this picture right here. This, this, this is a band of, 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 of metal twisted together, plaited together. I'm reminded of the scripture says a three-stranded cord is not what? Easily broken. And You have this metal braid here that, that, is pulled, that, that is used to pull and to keep that tower steady because there are going to be some storms that are going to come and, and will we'll tip that thing over. So those guide wires, Brother Kenny, you know what I'm talking about, they keep that thing sturdy. When you, leave it, when you leave out here, service today, some of these poles out here have guide wires that are designed to keep it steady. Now, again, what are the the guy wires of, of, of our faith? Again, faith is a link between you and God. God is on one end, you on the other end, and faith connects the two together. When you believe God and step out in faith on one of his promises— there is a divine link. Everybody say divine link. divine link. Which is invisible to the natural eye, but is a spiritual substance called faith. Everybody say faith. Amen. Faith will allow us to reach into the unseen spirit world uh, and, and, and grab hold of God's promise and brings into manifestation those promises into the natural world. Because again, guys, let me tell you something. P- p- people say, uh, 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 yeah, we talk about the fact that... Um, uh, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We talk about the fact that the silver is mine and the gold is mine, said the Lord, right? The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and they that dwell in. It, now, if, if God has all these things, but those things are not in my natural world, then do those things benefit me to the point of of, of advancing Kingdom agenda, or put him in a place where I can I can effectively do God's will in the natural world when I haven't moved it from the spiritual world to the natural world. Are y'all following what I'm saying? In other words, I can talk about heaven all day long, but I got to be able to do some things in the earth realm. See, I don't know about many of y'all. Many of us came up with, with a mindset of. Uh, Just I'm just waiting till I get to heaven and and I want to get to heaven too. not ready to go right now. But whenever the Lord called me, I'm I'm going. But I can't just sit around here on earth waiting to get to heaven because God saved me to do something here on earth. And many of our theologians has been, uh, uh, you know, I just can't wait till I get to heaven and walk around all day. No, God needs you to be busy down here advancing his kingdom agenda, reaching a, a lost soul for Christ, helping disciple somebody who's already saved and do it in a way that, 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 that exemplifies him. Because we are what? Ambassadors for Christ. Now watch this. OK, so I, I showed you the, the guide wires because, again, I said a guide wire helps us. Uh, we've got three guide wires for our faith. Let's, let's, let's kind of park that just for a second. Romans, the fifth chapter. Let's go to Romans five, one through five from the KJV. Okay. See, the devil can't get to your faith because it's located in your spirit. The inward man, the part of that new creation on the inside. But instead, what he'll do, he'll try to weaken the powers that cooperate with your faith. He's going to mess with your hope. He's going to mess with your patience. He's going to he's going to he's going to mess with your love. And those are the three things that enable us that cooperate with faith to enable us to do the things that God says we are capable of doing. Watch the text here. Come on, let's read. Are y'all ready? Who's writing here? This is the book of Romans. The apostle Paul. Come on, everybody said the apostle Paul. All right. And he's writing to the saints in Rome and he says, therefore, being justified, how? I am not justified based on how good I am. I'm am justified by faith in Christ Jesus and him alone. We have peace with God through our Lord, Jesus Christ. Can we keep reading? By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse three, let's read. And not only so, but we glory in, we glory in tribulations also. Uh, how many of y'all raise your hand and set you glory in tribulation? Uh, 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 glory in tribulations. Also, knowing that tribulations worketh patience. Come on, verse four. And patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is what? Which is given unto us. Now, now, let's get back to what I said. Everybody who's born again has been dealt what? The measure of faith. Now, that measure can be expounded upon, can be strengthened, depending on how we approach our God. And learn how to trust him, right? And so the devil, because that faith, the measure of faith is in that spirit, man. He can't touch that, but he's going to come after your hope. What is hope? Hope is a confident assurance. Biblical hope is a confident assurance of a future event. A confident assurance of a future event. The devil will come to you and tell you, you ain't going to make it till you're 50. 50. You're not going to be, you, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna be broken, you're going to be bankrupt. He'll, he'll come and tell you all kinds of things about the future and, and to try to diminish your hope, Deborah, for the future. Right? Because if he can, if he can tag your hope and take it and stomp on it, then you're not going to believe you're going be to ever baby, get out of this situation that you're in. Am I making sense to you? If he can get your hope, which is a guide wire to your faith, If he can crush your hope, he'll affect your faith. Even though he can't touch the faith, but the hope, the patience, and the love, he can mess with. Are y'all still tracking with him? If he can get you to give up hope, lose your patience, or stop walking in love, hello, it can negatively affect your faith. All of God's faith and power may be available to you. Talking about entering God's rest. It may be available to you, but if the devil can affect your hope, your patience, or your love, neither faith nor power will work in your life. And that's where a lot of people stand. Let's look at faith and hope, first of all, foremost, okay? Look, look with me. Uh, go to Romans, the fourth chapter. Look at verse number 17 through 18. I need y'all to stay with me. Because maybe you're here and you failed to enter God's rest, Because you didn't understand how the enemy was attacking you. Jesus told him, have faith in God. And what he was trying to, and he went on to say in that same chapter about uh, saying to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, and you'll have what you say. Now, again, this ain't no naming and claiming message. This this is about learning how to speak what's in our hearts. Speaking the word of faith, and we are called upon to it because we're in God's image and God. Let me ask y'all a question: The God who created the heavens and earth, do you think He could have just He could have just fought it in the world when it came into existence? Of course, He could have. All right, but why on each day of creation did the Bible says God said, "Let there be light." God said, "Firmative in the midst of the, the waters." God said. Let us create man in our image. And I like God spoke these things. And it is a it it is a model for us because the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it eat the fruit thereof. Many of us have 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 canceled out our faith while by the things we say with our mouths. Doris Samuel Robinson, you are a principal. Retired at at this time. And we've had conversations about how it is that there were times when you had to speak hope into the lives and the minds of people in your school because some people had told them you can't do this. All right. And some of y'all have been told what you can't do and who you're not. But when you learn who you are and start to say who you are and stop saying what you're not, you begin to see the manifestation of who God has made you to be when you learn how to speak those things that God says already yours. All right, so don't, don't, don't get this twisted. Speaking God's word and speaking who you say you are, everybody, I mean, I got a, I got a college degree from the Louisiana Tech University in Ruston, Louisiana. <laughs> can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Where's Caderes and Stephanie? Caderes and Stephanie, can I get an amen? Wherever y'all are. I'm just I know some of y'all went to ULM and y'all had to change the name from the Northeast and all that kind of stuff. We run Whoever y'all are, okay. just messing with you. I got, I got a chance to see some Southern Knights and some Jackson State Tigers on yesterday. Went to the Boombox Classic. And every time the beat started, they were swinging. The- so wherever you graduate from, be proud of that. Hey, Amen. Can I get a witness? Be proud of that. But you would not have gotten that degree from that place had you not said somewhere in your, in your mind, in your heart, that I see myself finishing. And you have to start saying what you were believing. Gosh, talking. Right, watch this, watch this. Can, can I keep moving? Now watch this, watch this. Can we read together? Let's read. As it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations. Now here we see Paul actually quoting Old Testament scripture. I said this the other day when we were in our, in, our, in our class, I believe it was, you cannot understand New Testament without having a knowledge of the old. So you can't, the whole Bible is of God's love story to us. And so if, 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 you, if you took the whole Old, whole, old Testament away, then you would, you, you, this wouldn't even be in there because he's quoting uh, from Genesis, the 12th chapter, I believe, where he tells Abram at the time that I'm going to make you a father of many nationalities. I got to use a people group to get into the earth realm to, to be born in a manger. So I got to choose somebody to come through. So I'm choosing the Jewish people to bring the Savior to the earth realm. But make no mistake about it. My plan from the very beginning was to be the Father for everybody. That's why Jesus in that John the chapter, of that scripture that had been resonating in my spirit, at least for the past seven, to eight years, that, that I prayed that they experience such perfect unity that the world will believe that you sent me and the world will know that that, that you love them just as much as you love me. All right? So, 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 so watch, he's quoting this. As it's written, I've made to the father of many nations before him, before him who believe, he, whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and he makes alive the dead and does, what, what does God do? What does God do? God calleth those things which be not. Our God does something even with us. He calls us what we don't even look like. He says, you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. And I'm going to tell you all, I don't know about you, but there have been some times in my life, Brother Danny, I did not feel like a conqueror. I didn't feel like uh, the greater in he that was in me than he that's in the world. But I had to get my mind wrapped around the fact that God will call me something that I already am, even though I don't look like it yet. And some of y'all sit out there right now, you are more than what you look like in the natural. And what God is trying to do is trying to get you to understand that your hope should lie within him and what he says and not what people say. I'm telling you, here, here's how I've lived my, my entire life. I, listen, can I talk to y'all about me? Not one time that I can remember since I had sense enough to learn how to walk by faith, have I ever allowed what somebody else said to stop me to do what God says I could do? I don't care what they, well, oh, well, you can't do that because of what you look like on the outside. Who says I can't? See, some of y'all keep talking doubt and unbelief and wonder why you keep getting bad results. It's because you have to learn how to, stand in faith and trust God and take him at his word and begin to speak those things that God's word says and not what it looks like on the outside. Okay? Can, 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 I, can I go a little bit deeper? See, there, 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 there have been a lot of firsts in my life. I was the first African-American president of the Chamber of Commerce. I was one of, I don't know if I may have been one of the first Mr. Benton High Schools back in the day. I was the first African-American quarterback back in the day when that was an issue. Can you imagine that being an issue? And even look at Hendon Hooker. You look at Jaden Daniels. You look at Caleb Williams. You look at C.J. Stroud. You look at, what's that boy from uh, Alabama name? Bryce Young. Now, you, now, can you imagine that it was a big issue when Doug Williams was the first African-American quarterback to start a Super Bowl? And now look at where we are today. See, somebody would have said back then, well, no, you can't play no quarterback. You can play Listen, Who told you that? Who told you you were naked? So, so there, 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 a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of firsts. Because here's here's where I've lived my life. I've lived my life from the standpoint of if God has has ordained me to do a thing, then I can do the thing because God ordained me to do it. And it doesn't matter who doesn't want me to do it. So I'm not going to speak what you speak. I'm going to say what God says. Because he's the God that calleth those things which be not as though they already are. All right, so some of y'all mouth gives you away. I got to keep moving. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> as it's written, I made follow the following nations, talking about Abram, before him whom he believed, even God, which quickened the dead, which makes alive those things which were dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. See, sometimes in your life, you got to start speaking what you prayed about. If you prayed about it, if you prayed about it, if you prayed about it, and you believed while you were praying, while you still saying, well, I don't know. I'm going to start speaking what I prayed. And I'm just waiting on the manifestation. That's what my patience, that one of those guide wires for my faith comes into play. I, while I'm waiting, I'm not going to start talking crazy. I'm going to say what God says. Because He called those things to be not as though they, as they were. Keep reading, let's go. It says, who, 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 against hope, Believed in hope. Who, who's this fellow here? Abram. Abraham, name shaped Abraham, who against hope did what? Who against hope, natural hope, believed in hope, supernatural hope. Supernatural hope is the confident assurance of a future event because you gotta not because you just woke up one morning and said, I got confidence. No, it's a confident assurance in a future event that's based off of what God promised in his word. It's not blind faith. I don't walk in blind faith. I walk in faith that's based on what God's word says. Are y'all still with me? Who against hope believe in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken by God, so shall thy seed be. So his hope was based off of what God spoke. Are y'all still with me today? Go to First Thessalonians 5 and 8. Oh, I got to keep moving here. First Thessalonians 5 and 8, faith and hope. Now, guys, it's possible for the devil to steal your hope. How? Because hope is a part of the soul, part of the mind. The devil will mess with your mind. See, some of y'all, some of y'all, he stole your hope about your relationship. It ain't gonna ever get better. It ain't gonna ever change. It's gonna always be this way. So he stole your hope. Hope is one of the guide wires for the measure of faith. And your faith is being affected because you lost hope. Watch this, watch this. But let us who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of what? Faith and love, and for a helmet, what? The hope of salvation. Now, all three cooperating powers of faith are mentioned here in this verse. Faith, love, and then hope here, okay? No, but, but now notice what it says. Faith and love is the breastplate, but hope is the helmet. All right, now question for you. What does the helmet protect? Your head, your mind. All right, are y'all with me? Our mind and our mind is a part of the soul realm. Take for instance. Now, I think if, if, I, if I remember reading things correctly, and hopefully... Uh, Y'all, y'all are okay temperature-wise here? I'm, I'm looking at Sister Galloway. She's not She going not have a blanket today. Sister Galloway, Sister Yvonne, I want y'all to know I heard y'all's prayers. And I climbed up that wall on that ladder and I pushed those things up so they wouldn't be blowing directly down on y'all. Can I get a witness? I meant to do it a long time ago when I, when I saw y'all over there shivering like that. But, 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 but but y'all follow me, okay? All right, so, so but, but think about this. Hope, it says, and for helmet, the hope of salvation, it protects our mind. The mind is a part of the soul realm. So, but, but, but when I came up on this side, there, there are three thermostats there. The temperature in, in your home and in this building right here are regulated with a thermostat. How many of y'all homes have thermostats? Yeah. Now, within that thermostat box, There is absolutely no power. You can can stick a thermostat on that wall, brother Kenny, but if it ain't connected to anything, you can turn it down all you want. And that room is not going to move. The thermostat is simply the goal setter. The real power is in the AC unit, in the heating unit that's connected to it. So in similar fashion, guys, our mind is nothing more than a goal setter. It has no power. We use our mind to get into the word of God, discover what he has promised us. Then we set our minds on what God has said. Is this sinking in? Once we do that, the power of God comes and causes the word that we have set our mind on to come to pass to take on some substance. So so I got to get my mind set on the word of God. And therein lies the problem. Because some of y'all have been praying and praying for more faith. Oh, Lord, give me more faith. Oh, Lord, I need some more faith. I'm just worried, Lord. So give me some more faith. Lord, give me some more faith. Oh, Lord, Lord, please, please, please give me some more faith. Please, please, please. And yet, the word of God says faith. Cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But yet you won't spend any time in the word of God. And yet you wonder why there is no faith. See, I got to set my mind on the word and not on people. And not on the news. And not on social media platforms, because some of y'all have set your mind on that stuff, and you watch news, twenty-four hour news, uh, you know, all the time, and it's got you in such a negative mood. You mad at everybody. What's all with this vitriol and this, this craziness that's pervasive in this country now? I believe it because I ain't the world going to be the world, but I'm talking about born-again believers who's, who, who abdicated their, their mind being focused on the things of God, and now you focus on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC News. Get your mind off of that and get on the Word of God. Here's my question to you. Who's in control? No, 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 you don't believe that. No, you don't believe that because you. you well, if the Republicans get off, oh Lord, we're in trouble. If Democrats stand up, oh Lord, we're in trouble. Who are you? Who are you standing with? I told you before. I don't care who's in who's in charge politically. My God shall supply all my needs. According to His riches and glory, by Christ Jesus, gas may go up to five dollars a gallon. But God, just like God enabled me to pay for it at three dollars a gallon, He's going to enable me to pay for it at five dollars a gallon. I believe in my God. But we we start seeing what we hear in the news and on social media, and allow that to snatch out our hope. See. You got to set your mind on things above, and not on things on earth. Can I get a witness? So if if, if we decide to move that thermostat from the wall, the air conditioning and the heating units may be available with the power to produce, but there is nothing there to set the goal. Either way, if you got a thermostat there that's not connected to the power source, or if you got a power source with no thermostat, we're still in the same predicament, right? We must have hope produced by the word of God for the manifestation because hope works in conjunction with faith. All right. Whenever you hear the word of God, it enters your mind and produces hope, which can then enter your spirit and produces faith. When the word is released and you act on faith, your faith gives your hope substance. So we got to have some substance. So the question is, what are you setting your mind on? When you come to church, what are you looking to get? As you live your life every day, what are you setting your mind on? I'm I'm here to tell you, I've I've experienced this. If you watch too much news, it'll have you being negative and you coming out of the house looking like this. I'm not saying don't keep up with what's going on because we ought to be involved as citizens. We ought to vote. We ought to be involved. But do not put your hope in some dead gum political party. By the way, which most of them are just using you as a believer to get elected so they can be in power. Again, I'm not saying that every politician is, 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 is not trying to do the right thing, but what I'm saying, I'm, I'm making a general statement here. Whoa. Quit putting your trust in a dead gun political party. Yeah. And some of us need to go home right now and repent because we, our hope and our, even our mindset and our demeanor has been affected by what we hear being said by politicians, by news media. Do you not realize that news, a lot of times news today, unfortunately, is designed to get ratings. And negativity sales, right? Perfect illustration. Now, if I if I pray for Sherry today, and and lay hands on her and say the Lord told me Sherry that that he's he's opening the door of opportunity for you, and uh, uh, your breakthrough is going to come through next week, and. He's he's giving you a breakthrough financially, and so he's going to, um, you know, let's just say you you got a million-dollar blessing coming, okay? All right, now, Sherry will shout on that. Most of y'all won't believe that, but because it only affects Sherry, and you didn't get into million dollars, you're going to go on, and you're going to just move on. All right, you're not going to tell that very far, or if I just pray for her, for her peace of mind, and I pray for her peace of mind. And we go on. But now let me and Mariria start arguing and start fighting right here at the altar. How fast would that thing fly? Some of y'all be leaving here. I ain't going to say nothing about it. Then time you get home. Before you get home. I can't believe that. Pastor Mariria got to fight in church. See, that kind of stuff will travel. So news media, news pundits know that, that they, they know what sells, what, what draws attention. And what I'm telling you is, is that, uh, you know, people all just report the news and not get all, all that commentary. I just, you know, say, say what needs to be said, report what needs to be said. But, but, but if you're sitting there digesting that and letting that be the, the, the power source for how you're going to live your life, you're going to find yourself in a state of depression. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the things of God. Now, okay, so, so faith and hope. So, so, so hope is a confident assurance of a future event, but that hope is not just based on just some trivial matter. Hope of a future event should be based off of what I prom, what's been promised in God's word. So if I, if I don't know what's promised in God's word, then my hope is based on something else. It ain't God's word. Faith coming by? Hearing by? Hearing by? So faith and patience. Go to Romans 5, verse... Go, now go to James 1, 2 through 4. James 1, 2 through 4. Talk about faith and patience. Talk about the guide wires. Here's why some of y'all, you may not recognize, but your faith is not working because your hope has been diminished. Your confidence assurance of a future event has been crushed because you've listened to your family members. You've listened to other pundits who don't have a faith walk. And now you allow what they say to take precedence over what God says. Some of y'all have allowed your experiences. Well, I, I, I failed before. I, I, I was, Brother Dan, I was watching the game, and they were talking about Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker, is the, is the, y'all got watch Tennessee play. They, 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 they boat race LSU. I was at that game. LSU coming back, though. They, they, got, they got a little, little mojo going. All right, they, 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 they kind of catching their wings, and you now they're they getting there. But I watched that dude. Did y'all not realize that he was starting, then a guy, Joe Milton, transferred from Michigan, beat him out. But he didn't do like most players do. nowadays. I'm going to go in the transfer portal and I'm going to, and I'm going to move. I'm going to go someplace else. He told his coaches, "Okay, I'm still I'm still working. I'm coming back. And I'm I'm going to get this job back." All right. He didn't move. He didn't run. He didn't quit. He stuck to it. I I, I believe that we're we you know and, and to each his to each his own. But I, I think that. One thing that we've done a disservice with our kids is, is teaching them it's okay just to quit when it gets tough. Just leave. What about working hard? What about persevering? What about developing your strength and your mindset and your skill set so that you can have a chance to compete and win the job? So this dude who's arguably the front runner for the Heisman Trophy now got beat out, but he didn't he didn't tuck tail and run. He won the job back, and now, man, they're smoking now. All right? Watch this. So don't quit. James 1 2 through 4. Let's look, come on. I got to get out of here. Patience is the power of faith, it's the power that causes your faith to manifest. Satan probably comes against patience more than any other area. And the only way he can bring oppositions against patience is through tribulation. That's why you'd be going through some stuff. Because he's he's trying to kill your patience. Because your patience is one of the guide wires that allows your faith to operate the way it's supposed to be. Operating. Okay? Listen, every time you step out in faith, tribulation is headed your way. You are no threat to the devil until you decide to step out in faith. My brethren, count it all what? Joy. Oh, are you kidding me, pastor? Count it all what? Joy. When you do what? Fall into divers or various types of temptation. Look at verse 3 and 4, let's read. Knowing this, that the trying, why should I count it joy? Why should I count it joy, doggone it, when I'm going through tribulation? Knowing this, the trying of your faith does what? Work it, or produces patience. <laughs> Look at what verse 4 says. But let patience have her perfect or perfecting work that you may be perfect and entire. Put that in there, TJ, right quick, if you will. Thank you so much. And I'm going to let y'all go. But I hope y'all getting this. Jesus said, have faith in God. He's telling them, have the God kind of faith. He said, Jesus spoke to the tree, and the tree with it. Peter was amazed, and I'm sure other ones were perplexed, but nobody said anything. Why is Jesus talking to this tree? He says, have the God kind of faith. God speaks a thing. He calleth those things which be not as though it was already what God called you, a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you, but you don't feel like it right now. So what are you going to believe, what you feel or what God says about you? Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Consider it an opportunity for great joy when trouble comes your way. How many of y'all have been considering trouble an opportunity for great joy? For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance or your patience has a chance to grow. How many of y'all have been very impatient and, and lacked endurance? Well, your faith ain't working. You tripped out after two weeks. Two weeks? And you gave up on it? For you know what, your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Look at verse 4. Watch this. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, your patience is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. When you learn how to operate in patience, your faith works. And your faith brings you in the manifestation of those things God promised. So faith and patience. Every time you step out in faith, tribulations head your way. You are no threat to the devil as long as you're trying to do things in your own strength, in your own might, and your own power. But when you decide to trust God, he, oh yeah, he's coming at you. But patience. So let me see the hands of all those who battle having patience with people. Most times with people or with situations. Some of y'all are a little testy. You don't have patience with situations. And God is saying, wait on me. Stop getting ahead of me. Let me do what I do. Let me work the process. Buy into the process and watch what I'll do for you. Lastly, faith and love. Wow. Galatians 5 and 6, come on. Faith and love. These guy wires to our faith. Which one of these are you struggling in? Look at Galatians 5 and 6. And then, for when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is he talking about there? Basically what he's saying, the, the physical attributes, go. go remember under Judaism they had to be circumcised as a sign of the covenant relationship. He says there's no benefit, but when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself, what? In love. Faith expressing itself in love. Where's your love meter right now? Do you love only a certain group of people, your family, and that's all? Or do you love... Your neighbor as yourself is what the Bible says, right? Love your neighbor. Who's my neighbor? Not just the person next door to you, but anybody that's not you. Look at somebody that's not you. That's your neighbor. And when you go to work tomorrow, somebody that's not you, that's your neighbor. And when you go home and that little neighbor who you can't stand next door to you, that's your neighbor. That person in church who who rubbed you the wrong way, that's your neighbor, and God told you to love them like your own self. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. See, fear is the opposite of the force of faith, but, but perfect love will cast out fear. So we got love operating to cast out fear. When God's love is operating with your faith, Fear has no entrance into your life. Fear always produces torment according to what 1 John 4 and 18 says and it nullifies faith. Let me say this and I'm going to close. Go, go, go with me to 1, 1 Corinthians 13 and 13 and we close. it. All right, guys. So if I'm going to... What, what are you after, Pastor? Hebrews foretold us that there's a place of rest for us. And if you are a restless soul today, if you are, if you, if you, if you just on the inside, you don't have peace and, and, and you're mad all the time, you're, you're, you're disruptive all the time. You, you, you know, and, and ask people who know you. Ask people who love you. Don't ask people who you are over and supervising. Because they, 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 usually don't tell you the truth. But ask somebody who's your brother sister in Christ. Am I do I, do I, do I, do I? Does it look like I'm walking in love? Am I, am I, am I, am I exhibiting Christ-like love in my life? Or am I, am I angry and mad at everything? See, the, the church has to show the world how to do this. The world don't know how to do this. Because God is love. Y'all with me? And we should be the expression of God in our individual lives. If we're going to enter God's rest, we've got to take him in his word, take him to believe his promises, and, and start to stand in that. But our faith has been hijacked in a lot of cases because we stopped walking in love. If you can't love people that don't look like you, you can't walk in faith because faith works by love. You see, the the church is supposed to show the world how to do it. And you up in the church, all prejudice and stuff. Hmm. God's going to deal with you. He's going to deal with all of us. And I told y'all before, God has called upon us to be a light. Let's be the light that shines and shows the world. We're not the only one that's called to do it, but God gave us a special mantle to be the, 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 the church that pervades gospel unity. I believe. I believe that's what God told me. And I look back over my life and I see the experiences that God has brought me through to show, hey, listen, it doesn't matter what people say and what people say you can't do. And who says what? Have confident assurance who God made you to be. I don't care what you think from the standpoint of if you think I'm less than you, that's your problem. Because I know who I am in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. I know who I am in Christ Jesus, and you're the one crazy. <laughs> And and you don't steal, nobody going to steal my joy. The joy that the Lord gave me, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Why are you letting people steal your doggone joy? It boggles my mind. Because we don't know who we are. And we get all upset and flustered. Three things will last forever. Faith, Hope and love. But now, watch what it says here. And the greatest of these is what? Love. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is what? Love. love. God's love is like an army surrounding your faith, keeping fear out of your life. As long, hear me, and I'm closing on this. As long as As you are operating in love, fear can have no dominion in your life and your faith will be unhindered if you're operating in love. So the question is, how many of you are operating in love today? How many of you are operating in love? How many of you are operating in love? How many of you are operating in love, online viewers? Because God's love will solidify us. There's a rest for us. And I want every last one of us to enjoy that. You can go to heaven and and, and be cranky and ornery and teed off with everything and you, and you, yeah, you still get there but what? you ain't going to enjoy the journey. I don't know about anybody else but me and my family, we're going to enjoy this journey. I'm not going to come to church mad. You may, I, I just learned how to trust God and be obedient to him. So three guide wires. Guide wires. To help your faith. What are those three guy wires? Huh? Oh, see, yeah, see, I, I tricked you a little bit there. All right, what were they? Hope, patience, and love. Those three guy wires, the enemy can't get to that faith that's in your spirit man, so he, he tries to affect those things. So if you ain't loving right, it affects your faith. What's the other one? Patience. You don't have patience. Your faith ain't going to work right. If you don't have what? Love, it's not going to work right. And without that faith, you can't really please God. It'll hit body by clothes.